Hey guys, it's Kaylee and Cecilia bringing you the STEM at St. Mike's podcast. We are going to be your hosts, and each week we'll be bringing you current science topics and exploring STEM opportunities right here at St. Mike's. Welcome back to STEM at St. Mike's. This week we are talking with Professor Thomas Zulo, Director of the Neuroscience Program and Associate Professor of Psychology here at St. Mike's about her research and experience. This week we were lucky enough to have Professor Thomas Zulo join us and she's going to be talking about her research on stress in students. So thank you so much for joining us. It's a delight. Thank you for asking me. We like to kind of start it off usually with a fun question. What is your favorite memory from your time here at St. Mike's? Wow, that is an excellent question. If I had to think about just one, I don't think I, honestly, I don't think I could give you one answer. When I look back at my, gosh, almost 15 years here at St. Mike's, since I started in 2006, I, I think of like a, almost like a storyline of many different memories. Some involve my colleagues, my peers, some involved students. But what I keep coming back to is just moments, I guess you could say, if, if that makes any sense. So there was certainly a moment that was really special to me that I was honored with a service award by my peers. That was a few years ago. Certainly laboratory experiments where I've mentored and worked really closely with students that are now married and I've been at their weddings and you know, kind of making, uh, turning the mentor-mentee relationship into lifelong friendships. Then there's always something really special about graduation and commencement. And I know I always get chills when I hear the bagpipes playing. And I've been thinking about that question. And I don't like to think about my life as just one specific memory. Like people will say, oh, what was the best part of your life? Was it the day your child was born? No, it's accumulation of everything that I've experienced at St. Mike's and what it means to me. I will say, though, that one thing I think that sticks out the most is when I was interviewing for jobs for right. I was in graduate school still and I was interviewing for jobs and I had chosen the East Coast and I was super nervous on all the interviews that I was going to. But there was something about St. Michael's. I was not nervous that day at all. And if you don't know anything about academic interviews, they're often two days long where you eat most of your meals with your potential colleagues you know, or students. They are two days of being on. And so for me to come to a location that I had never been to Vermont before, I grew up in Ohio, I grew up in the Midwest, and coming here and just, you know, you hear a lot about people are nice in the community, but there was just something that put me at ease. And I've always really stuck with that at that feeling that I've had being here. And I want to make sure I resonate that back and give back to the community as well. That really is pretty profound, but it's the moments, it's the journey that I've really been really excited about and what's to come as well. I really like that. I mean, from everyone we've talked to, they really have a hard time choosing just one moment. That's their favorite. <laughs> and I know you kind of just touched on it about that feeling you had when you interviewed here, but what ultimately brought you to St. Mike's? Yeah, so I went to, um, growing up in the Midwest, I went to a very, very small public high school. I think I had 88 students in my class. And so when I went to go to college, I went to Baldwin-Wallace College, now Baldwin-Wallace University. And the experience that I had there, the mentorship, having small class sizes, I'm sure you've heard that before, 
having these amazing experiences, amazing mentors, where I felt like if I had anything that I needed to discuss, I could go to my professors. Then I went to a large research institution for graduate school, which was profound. I mean, it took my knowledge level exponentially. But I always wanted to give back to the kind of institution that I had attended, really getting to know my students, really getting to not thinking about how often I'm going to be publishing, but really getting back to the science. And science can be slow and still have wonderful discoveries. And just really focusing on being a teacher scholar and not just a scholar. Nothing wrong with my colleagues that are, of course, scholars, but really focusing on the teacher-scholar model. And I remember in graduate school, and you you may not know this, but sometimes you are assigned to be a TA. And in graduate school, TAs are the instructor of record. They're not the TA who is helping with the class or grading papers. Sometimes it was, but for me it was, I'm choosing the textbook, I'm writing the exams, I'm teaching all the lectures. And so we all had to take our turn. And I left that first day having this moment of, I think I want to do that the rest of my life. And I had talked to my peers about that. I think those moments are really few and far between because I knew what I liked to do, but I never would have thought myself as a teacher or an educator. And my friend said, yeah, give her, give her a couple weeks. She's, it's going to be too hard. It's going to be too much. And I never really felt like I had made a mistake. So Coming to St. Michael's, if it's an opportunity for me to be a teacher scholar and be a mentor and really give back in the experiences that I had had in my own life. And St. Mike's was kind enough to offer me the job and the rest is history. I love that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the people we've talked to have just been drawn to how close our community is, which is wonderful. And so you are a professor of psychology and the director of the neuroscience program, right? Yes, I am. For a few more months. What kind of classes do you teach? Yeah, so there's a a huge component of psychology that is known as health psychology, which is my area of expertise, which bridges medicine and biology and psychology. And I always knew I loved medicine and I always knew I loved health and how the body works, but I was also really intrigued with how the mind works. And so health psychology really bridges both. So for example, looking at how your psychological states can affect your physical well-being. Well, your thoughts, your emotions can affect your immune cells. They can affect your nervous system, of course. And so my training was really, I was taking some classes in the medical school, some classes in the exercise physiology programs in graduate school. And so health psychology kind of bridges the both. So one of the the classes that I teach is the psychology of health and illness. And I also teach behavioral neuroscience because when you're talking about the mind and the body, whether they're separate or one and the same, you can't separate the two when you're thinking of mind and brain. And so it was a really good marriage of that interdisciplinary way of looking at the field. Yeah, I think it's really important. And not a lot of people think about how much your psychology affects your health, as you said. And I know that you're doing some research in stress in students. So what is that like? It's a lot of work in a pandemic. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot more work than I would have ever imagined. But, you know, I'm really delighted to be able to continue to do the research. So a lot of my research in the past was on stress. And in fact, I would induce stress in a laboratory setting. There's many ways that you can ethically induce stress. And the model is that if you can induce stress in the laboratory, you can measure one's physiological responses. 
and stress being a psychological concept, not physical stress. Then you could look to see and perhaps predict how that physiological response could over time, if that was continued, contribute to disease pathogenesis. So how could psychological stress that's repeated lead to, for example, cardiovascular disease, especially if it's also combined with cigarette smoking or other behavioral correlates. So I used to be a stress researcher where I would induce stress in the laboratory. And I had, you know, a lot of interesting findings and and work that I'm really proud of. But this work now is about stress reduction. And I had no idea that we were going to be, no one did, that we were going to be going into a pandemic. And so I think more importantly, I'm really glad that I made that switch to start studying stress reduction. And I'm studying that through looking at how virtual reality meditation, so meditation that's delivered through a virtual reality headset, how that can affect physiological responses and certain biomarkers that can show up in your saliva and other bodily fluids, and how overall, if we can reduce stress, reduce those biomarkers of stress, how we can make our immune system stronger. And so that's kind of where my work has turned to. If you've ever heard of, there's an excellent TED Talk by Kelly McGonigal. She's a health psychologist. And the TED Talk is called How to Make Stress Your Friend. And I show it in almost all the classes that I teach. I I really recommend it. And she's basically saying, you know, so much work is on stress, but really what we have to do is get better at handling stress. Stress isn't what's going to lead to disease. It's if you don't cope with stress and if you don't understand how your body responds to stress and then change that. And over time it can become maladaptive, but if we can get really good at stress and she likes to say how to make stress your friend, I say, I don't ever want to be friends with stress, but I think it's important that we're acquaintances because stress can be very, very motivating. So that's kind of my take on her work. And so I really switched more so over to stress reduction in students. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. And so given the pandemic that we're in now, have you found anything surprising in your research that you really weren't expecting? Well, to be honest, the research that we're working on, we started in the fall semester and we haven't had an opportunity to analyze the data yet. And it's ongoing in the spring semester. But I will tell you a little backstory and how this came about is I'm working on a research project with Professor Dagan Loisel, who you may know as well. And we were teaching the Intro to Health Science course a couple years ago for the first time in the fall and realized that our areas were very interdisciplinary and we were thinking about working on a project. And it turns out that there was funding through the Vermont Space Grant Consortium. So here's an organization that is looking for research. And I have to say, I'm a self-obsessed, proud space geek. I always have been since I was really little. And so this was like a dream come true, right? To be able to, you know, get funding from Vermont Space Grant. And part of it, what we were realized is that there's a need within NASA to develop what we call countermeasures. So something that can counteract, in this case, stress, as astronauts are going to be preparing for the Artemis missions, missions to the moon and deep space missions. And they have a suite of countermeasures that they're testing to improve immune function. Things like vaccination, exercise protocols. But what they were needing was a countermeasure on reducing psychological stress. So here we take Professor Lazal's work in immunology, my work on reducing stress, 
my passion for, you know, NASA and space travel and put it together in a project. And so the idea of this came about to not only help our students and try to figure out how we can help deliver a countermeasure or VR meditation to students, but then turn it into something that could potentially help NASA as they're navigating their missions. So that's kind of where we're at now. I, I wish I had more information on how it's going. Anecdotally, students are finding that they really enjoy the VR meditation. And stay tuned. We hope to have some good data. We sent our samples off to NASA uh, last week, and we should have more information in uh, a month or so. That's really great. And obviously, it has larger applications pretty much everywhere, especially now during the pandemic. I'm sure everyone is pretty stressed. Um, Mm -hmm. But in terms of college, are there any things that you have found that professors can do or should know about helping relieve their students' stress? Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm born because on one hand, we have to develop grit. We have to develop resilience. We have to develop, you know, perseverance. And we have to make sure that we're getting our job done. But it's okay to take a mental health day every once in a while. And I think Professor Lubkowitz and Professor Fabian Fine, who have both been on your podcast, have both stressed the importance of mental health days. And I I stress that. And I think that's really important to, to make sure that we all do. But it's all about time management, right? It's all about getting your work done and then have fun. I know it sounds so cliche, but work hard, play hard, right? Get your work done and then move on and do something fun. And it's really nowadays all about, again, going back to what I was talking about earlier, it isn't one memory, it's moments. So finding the joy in small things, right? Getting outside and getting fresh air, which I know is it can be challenging in winter in Vermont. Exercising is really important and making sure that if your body is healthy, your mind will follow along with that as well. And there's times where we're isolated and not able necessarily to see our friends in the way that we used to, we can kind of look inward, I think, to reduce our stress, develop new hobbies. Again, easier said than done. But I also think it's a tremendous opportunity for us to learn to kind of carve out time for ourselves and engage in more self-care. And we're doing that probably a little bit more than we would like to. But I always tell students, find those moments. Find what makes you happy. If things aren't making you happy and they're not, you know, school projects that you have to do, just say no. It's okay. And if others are going to judge you for that, then, you know, they have a little bit of re-education to do as well. Yeah, I feel like especially in these times of corona, everybody has kind of had the chance to figure themselves out and what works best for them. And yeah, I think mental health days have definitely become more of the norm, which is awesome. And also, and yeah, thank you for, for bringing that up. And I also think another thing that we should really be mindful of is ask people how they truly are. I don't think we're doing enough of that, you know, and then don't be afraid to really say how you're feeling. Right? And if you need to seek professional help, seek professional help. But if you're working in, with one another and with your peers, I know my friends will, hey, how you doing? Fine. Busy. Right? No. Some days I'm not fine and I'm not busy. In fact, there's a lot of times that we're struggling right now. And I think it's part of our responsibility to truly say how we're feeling too. Because we can't help others and they can't help us if we aren't honest and transparent with our feelings and, and how we're doing. Very true. And I mean, it's very hard to get help if you don't either ask for help or really say how you're feeling so that someone can try to help you. So yeah, very important these days. And I guess you already did. So (laughs) but 
Is there any other (laughs) advice that you could give students about stress? Yeah, I would say recognizing when it's good, right? If you're working on a research paper, stress has been found to be motivating. It actually can, in the short term, a little bit of stress can help your immune system, can help your memory. So stress, a little bit of stress can be motivating. So it's all about finding that balance. But if you found that a week has gone by and you haven't really done anything for yourself, for your own self-care, you've been so focused on a typical week, recognize that. Start turning inward and recognize that you do need to take some time for yourself. Now, it shouldn't come at the, the expense of classroom projects and attending labs and studying for exams. It's all about time management, I would say. But again, reaching out, getting professional help, and also not feeling shamed or that there's a stigma associated with reaching out. Not everyone can handle some of the situations that have been thrown at them in life. And what's different for me might be different from you. And stress is not going to go away. Stress is not the enemy. But if you can look more inward and figure out a way to understand what you're going through and kind of to change the ethos of why that's happening and working through it, knowing that those hard emotions, sometimes you have to work through those, can actually be pretty profound once you reach the other side. So I know that's kind of philosophical about it, but just making sure that you keep looking inward, I think is really important. And there are tremendous opportunities on campus to reduce stress. Even though we're not in person, there's still yoga online, there's meditation sittings. And as the weather warms up, I think we'll be a little bit more active and and find a way to reduce stress that way too. Yeah, for sure. And so you are the first psychology professor that we have had the pleasure of working with here at at St. Mike's. And you've kind of briefly touched on it, but what would you say is your favorite thing about being in the psychology department here at St. Mike's? You know, I, I could talk about how wonderful my colleagues are, and they truly are, and how we kind of help each other in times of, of stress. We really look out for each other. I'd also add that i am been told that I'm an adopted member of the biology department as well. <laughs> so I, I feel very fortunate to have that experience as well. So I was thinking a lot about this question that both of you asked. And again, there isn't just one thing. But I will say that students at St. Michael's and especially the ones that I've worked with in biology and psychology and health sciences are so dedicated to the field and they really, really want to help others, whether that's in the medical field, whether that's in the psychological field. And that's motivating to me. That makes me want to be a better educator, a better scholar. So I'm sure it's like that, you know, across St. Mike's, I'm sure every department has students that are equally that valid, but I can only talk about my truth and what I've experienced. So I would say the students who just really want to give back, and that's why they're going into these, these professions, is really exciting. You know, I, I can say I, I'm excited to go to work, and it feels good to have support from colleagues and students as well. Yeah, that's really great. And I think that's echoed across all departments, as you said, because we've definitely created a very successful, productive, motivating environment here, I would say. Okay, so I think that's all we have for you. Thank you for joining us today. I think this was a really great, really informative talk. I'm sure everyone will be really happy to hear it. 
Thank you. Thank you for asking me. And best of luck with all of this. Before we close out this episode, Professor Tomasulo would like to acknowledge that when giving stress reduction tips, she is coming from a place of privilege and realizes that others may not have the same resources she does. If you are struggling, reach out to Bergeon Wellness Center, which offers many health, wellness, and counseling services. That's all we have for you this week on STEM at St. Mike's. Join us next week where we meet with Professor McCabe. Thank you for joining us here at STEM at St. Mike's. Our podcast is available at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to hear more about new content that we're creating, or if you have any questions for us, head on over to our Instagram page, STEM at St. Mike's Podcasts. We appreciate your support. That's all we have for now, and we will see you all next week.